Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. How do you plan to get your groove back after living under the cloud of COVID-19 for over a year? Our guest today, Kim McShane, is an entrepreneur with Kim Provise, a consultancy empowering people to apply the techniques of improvisational theater to their everyday lives, careers, relationships, and even wardrobes. She's also a freelance writer and skillful storyteller who's made Tallahassee her home for over 20 years. With Kim's improv techniques, you will learn how to steal your nerves, strengthen your sass, and shine a spotlight on your true self. Welcome, Kim. I'm so happy you're here with us today. Thanks, Gloria. Me too. I'm so excited to be here on A Cup of Glow. Yay! Yay! Your business has the trademarked name, Kimprovise, which is so clever. It sounds like improv is a big part of what you do. Please share with us, what is Kimprovise. Thanks, Gloria. Um, Kimprovise is my business. I am a life coach and a life stylist. I primarily focus on confidence coaching for women um, to help them break out of the everyday. I think women are what? We have so many demands upon us. We feel like, you know, we're all trained to be a good girls and be A students and model wives and mothers and career women, high-powered career gals. And then we get out in the world and it just seems like we're playing all these parts without really being ourselves. And what Kim Provise seeks to do is help women find their inner creative genius and the artist within and unleash that power to um, have more fun. And that's the main thing. I mean, if, if nothing else, just have more fun and excitement and, you know, live well and artfully for sure, but also with like fun and exuberance and a lust for life. Well, that fits well with the Cup of Glow because we're all about embracing, having a good time, and enjoying life no matter what age we are, what our past careers were, or what they are now. I'm still working. I'm looking like sort of a career woman, 
not having my jazzy sunglasses or anything. Oh, <laughs> not all of us can have a rhinestone no. encrusted sunglasses. No, we all can. They're from Target, people. Hot, yes. hot tip. <laughs> if you could see Kim now, she has the bling bling. Oh, oh, look at this. Oh, and the shoes, too. Oh, my word. Kim, I've heard that improv can help us improve our listening skills. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. I'm so excited. Um, You know, part of the thing about improv is that, well, first off, we should talk about what kind of improv we're talking about. Because... A lot of people hear improv and they think, oh, like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, right? Because you have that like, oh, a night at the improv with the brick wall behind you. And they think it's stand-up comedy. But stand-up is actually the opposite of improv. If you've ever really gotten to know a stand-up comedian, they have crafted their routine. They are they make it look easy. That's a script. They have written and written and written and performed and revised and taken audience feedback usually and sort of honed and crafted their routines, right? Like a stand-up. Seinfeld doesn't just get up there and say whatever's on his mind that day, but he just makes it sound effortless like that, right? Like if you've ever heard, oh, Tiffany Haddish is an amazing stand-up. And that is a routine that she has crafted and And being a writer, of course, I feel like it's important to make this distinction. The improv we're talking about is skit improv, which is the basis of all of the theatrical improv. This is the kind of improv that actors use in order to get their characters developed and um, riff on scenes They'll do scene work together. And this is like the basis of the sort of skit comedy that you see with uh, uh, Second City and Saturday Night Live, you know. And a lot of actors who do that sort of improv come out of that tradition. So um, that being said, listening, of course, an important skill. You have to have some recall if you're going to do improv. So improv is very much like an improv performance is a group of improvisers um, get up on stage, take a suggestion from the audience, and then act out scenes like off the top of their head out of their imagination without any forethought. No, they don't get in a huddle and decide what to do or what characters to play. They don't write anything out. They just get up and they'll be like, okay, name a place that you think you might go this weekend and then they'll uh, they'll t- and they'll be like okay tell us uh, your favorite holiday and now it's like okay we're off to the races with a scene about the gas station on christmas or something and that's it and everyone gets up and starts acting out a scene so what's really important is these actors haven't rehearsed this whatever they're about to do is completely off the cuff and that's kind of the most exciting thing about it for audiences and for the performers. You see what I mean? Like I, I do. And I have a friend that used to say all the time, life is not a dress rehearsal. It's we don't get to script it, plan it out. There's no real manual for what mm, we do every no. day. And you also, you'll notice, um, 
I don't know if you feel this frustration as I do sometimes because I would like to be the queen of the world (laughs) and no one has um, elected or appointed me as such. I feel really let down, people. By the way, let's get those ballots in. Um, (laughs) But yeah, you also can't direct it. You know, you can't make anyone do anything. And so improv is great training for everyday life because here you are, you're in the middle of a scene with a bunch of actors who you didn't plan on, you know, here we are at the gas station on Christmas and I don't know, you know, what's going to happen next. It's up to everyone's imagination and collaboration. And, you know, there are techniques and tricks for making jokes like come around and making things funny by heightening the intensity. But in terms of like everyday life, you know, the main skills involved in being, um, an improvisational actor have nothing to do with telling jokes or trying to be funny. It's all about relaxing, staying present in the moment, you know, working, like getting the vibe with your scene partners and the, your fellow players, and then sort of listening and paying attention and finding the nuggets like that are as they're developing. You know, if, if I walk, if we were to do a scene right now, Let's do that. Okay. Let's play. Let's play. Let's play. I heard about yes and. That's one skit or game, and there are other games. So you suggest one. I'm going to try it. I have no idea, but let's try it. Oh, this is great. Okay, so before we try a scene, let's do this. Well, actually, yeah, let's try this. Um, we're going to say yes and, which that's a principle. We'll talk about it in a minute. How about that? Okay. Before we do a scene, let's say this. Sometimes when I first start my classes, just so everybody can kind of get an image in their mind of like, because I bet a lot of people are now scared. We've said words like actor and stage and going up with on stage without a script that sounds very terrifying to most people who are like I can't I don't want to do anything until I have got my powerpoint presentation all lined up and now I make sure and I test the equipment and now I'm all it's all locked down and that's like this is part of what Kimberfise is about is teaching women especially that you know it's like if you keep waiting until all your ducks are in a row and all the conditions are perfect and all the stars are in a line and your PowerPoint presentation is made and you found the perfect lipstick and the perfect shoes. And now it's like, okay, well, you know how like sometimes you can like over plan something where it kind of like takes all the fun out of it. Yeah. You know, have you ever, or have you ever been on like a date where, you know, it was like, oh, you went on a date and somebody like planned it out. Like you were on some kind of a, it's like it stopped being fun because they were like, and then at, at you know, at, at 60, 30 yeah. we eat. <laughs> and right. At like 1600 hours, we'll be dining appropriately. We'll have oh, a dinner no. reservation. And you're like, and they're, they have every 15 minutes blocked out. And you're like, what is happening? This is so boring because it like lacks all spontaneity, right? It's just not fun. But you've also been on a date where it was like, oh, we thought we were going to go to the movies, but the movie theater is closed. Or, you know, there's just like, okay, well, now what do we do? And it's like, oh, it turned out we like 
we went for a walk around Lake Ella and then we went to this other and we saw, you know, we went out to this field and we saw there was a meteor shower that night. And it's like a something you never could have planned in a million years. Miniature golf. Whoa, let's do we it. We went putt-putting. <laughs> oh, how cool are we right now? And then you find out that you have a mutual love of uh dinosaurs and um other you know windmills right, and windmill you're like oh my my uh family is dutch did you know we actually own a, several windmills in the netherlands I, no we no, don't no 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 i want they chocolate don't. from your house <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right but i think it's about you know being able to pick up and go and have fun in the moment and not worry so much about like well are we sticking to the plan are we doing the thing like exactly the way that we think we should because you'll see in a minute it's very freeing also though because we'll do a scene and i don't know okay do we get a suggestion from brandon what do we do like let's see okay so let's um well we have to come up with something quick and easy okay sure so let's say um, what's your favorite color? Royal blue. Royal blue. And what's your, what's your favorite time of day? Three o'clock afternoon, midday, okay. midday afternoon. Okay, here we go. Three o'clock in the afternoon, royal blue. These are the suggestions. People were about to build a scene. Watch this. Hey, mom, I'm home. That's nice, honey. How was your day? Well, you know, it's kind of a bummer because we were supposed to have cheerleading tryouts at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Cheerleading tryouts? Ew, your school colors are red and white. I know, and you've always told me to go with the blue ribbon team. So I decided instead of cheerleading... We're going to have gothic monk chanting, and we're wearing blue robes. And guess what? I got a bunch of the girls to join in with me. And so now we're going to sit on the sp sidelines at all the sporting events and go like, Amine, Amine, go team, go. <laughs> That's my baby. And see, that's all I got. <laughs> well, that was very silly, <laughs> but awesome because see all the things that we just did there. Like we incorporated all of the suggestions from our fake audience and, but like, it was great. I walked in the house. I said, Hey mom, I'm home. Um, you know, it could have been any buddy. I could have been your Adult, clearly, I was like your school age kid because you're like, oh, hi, honey, how was your day? You know, or, or I guess I chose to be your school because that's when someone says, like, hi, honey, how's your day? I don't think of myself as a grown middle aged woman. You know, it's like, oh, I think of myself as like, oh, I came in the door from school and there's my mom and that's how we got. So, whatever, that's what I assumed I was. And we just played on that and it was awesome. I did, you'll notice when I said, Hey, Mom, I'm home. You weren't like, um, Kim, uh, my name is Gloria. I'm clearly not your mother. This is not our home. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it was like, 
because that, well, aside from being like a buzzkill, that is what we call in improv a block. If I had come in the in and been like, hey, mom, I'm home. And you were like, oh, it's great to see you here at Publix. It's like, what is just happening right now? You know, it would be like, okay, you obviously had an idea in your head about Publix that's not playing off my, like our, the suggestion right. of the audience or my offer. So, so I'm supposed to support you. Yeah. The partners support each other to move the story forward. forward. And so that's where we say, yes. Yes. And, and, and those are the, that's the main, the number one rule of improv, as all improvisers know. Um, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a high-level idea, but it's a very simple thing. Basically, right. Like, if I walk in the house and call you mom, you're my mom. Now you can choose. I mean, so I guess I'm your daughter. If you just want to make it natural, great. And you could give me a name. You could be like, oh, hey, honey, you know, hi, Sheila, you're home. I can't stand in the room and be like, no, my name's not Sheila. It's Penelope. Like, okay, well, great. I guess the scene is over now. You know, boring. So when you recognize me as your daughter, and then you're also like offering me, how was your day as a like a continuation? So now it's my job not to feel put upon, not like, oh no, you did this horrible thing to me by calling me your daughter and making me have a day where I come home from somewhere. You're like, that's a gift. And so when the idea is to come to it with an open mind and to come to it listening to your partner who like, oh, I called you mom. So, okay, now it's got your juices flowing, right? And then you're like, oh no, like cheerleading is lame. And our family doesn't believe in cheerleading. It's like, well, that's why I brought up, you know, like I started a new team of a new way to cheer. And it's like, oh, what? Okay. But that was like, I accepted because basically, I gave you a semi-block, but you picked it up and ran with it. Yeah, I mean, I could have just been like, okay, well, I guess you just shot down my cheerleading idea, so now I'm just <laughs> out of ideas or something. But that's not, the the idea is we have to keep the scene going. And the, and the way to do that is to not only accept, I mean, a yes is agreement. Yes, and I don't have to say, your your thing was not really a block. It was just... It was agreement. You can still have negative agreement. And the and part is build. So the idea is yes and agree and build on what your partner has offered to you because basically everything that your partner gives you is a gift. And that's, we call that in improv, we say every bid, every offer is a gift. So let's try it again. Okay. All right. Now what do you want to do? Let's see. Join us next week for part two of our three-part series with Kim Provise for Everyday Life with Kimberly McShane.